This is the Champagne and Socks podcast. I'm Elisa. I'm back and it's time for a quilting update. First, I'll report in on my quilting everyday resolution. I haven't quilted every single day, but I have started quilting and I've found that I don't hate it and it's not as scary as I thought it would be. I'm hand quilting. My stitches aren't perfect. They aren't evenly spaced. They aren't even in the size or distance between each other. But, you know, if I'm going to demand perfection my first go, I'm never going to get this finished. And the more I complete, the better I'm going to get. And that's kind of the attitude that I'm trying to go with. I'm using Egyptian cotton thread that is variegated and deliberately meant to be seen on your quilting. That kind of makes me feel better. I don't you know, I can kind of like make my stitches a bit bigger and, and be okay with that because the thread is supposed to be seen. So I'm trying to have a bit of fun with that. The first quilt that I'm quilting is a friendship quilt that all the blocks came back to me ages ago, probably in about 2010 or 2011. I put frames around all the borders. I had sashing to join each block. I did all that. It was all done. It was just waiting to be basted and quilted. That's now happened. And I am quilting. I have quilted one block, half of another block, and I've started a third block. I'm finding it a little bit more natural as I'm going along. There are 12 blocks in the quilt, so I guess I have about 10 to go. (laughs) At the same time as that, I've got that sort of as one of the things that I'm doing. And then the other thing that I'm doing is I am hell for leather into my farmer's wife quilt. After I recorded the last episode about The Farmer's Wife, I went away and actually took stock of the blocks that I had. I decided I would just keep the ones that I liked and ditch the ones that I didn't. I measured them all to see which ones were the right size, ditched the ones that weren't. And now I will have to unpick some of the borders on some of them and I'm just going to do them all with a straight border. I ended up saving eight blocks that I'd previously done. Um, I ditched more than that and I'm not going to count how many. And then of those that I saved, two had the correct borders at the right, you know, that I could move on with. And in fact, I've decided since then that I'm going to use a smaller border because I'm quilting as I go with this project. Quilting as you go is where you literally quilt as you go. Uh, I've took a few tutorials online to see how that would actually work. But essentially, you have your top block with your seam allowance. You cut a backing that is the same as your top block with the seam allowance. And then you cut wadding that is the size of the block without seam allowance. And then you quilt. And then later on, you come back and you sew the front and the back together. And that is your completed quilt. I was struggling with this because I wanted to put borders on and I'm pretty sure it's really, well, it's not totally difficult to do borders afterwards, but I wanted to do them as I was going. And if I only have one border as sashing in between each block, I wasn't sure how that would go with quilting as I go because... I don't want to decide where all the blocks get placed yet. In the end, I've decided to just put a one inch border around every block, which will end up being two inches and it will kind of look like sashing, but it will have a seam at the one inch 
mark. I'm just going to be okay with that. And then I'll see whether I will quilt the sashing afterwards. But I really like the idea of quilting as I go, especially when I have something like 112 blocks. I know that this quilt is getting completed as I go along rather than having to then quilt 112 blocks. I have quilted one block so far and I'm quite happy with how, how it worked out. Again, my quilting isn't awesome, but I'm just moving on with that. And I've got one block down. <laughs> I ended up having to unpick a little bit of the borders because my borders were originally, I think, one and a half inches. So I've just made them one inch and unpicked some of the seams, which was a bit more fiddly because when you're hand sewing, that's a bit more fiddly. But it was only two that I had to do that for. So that's that. And I am getting ready to cut more wadding and backing so that I can baste all the ones that I've finished. The thing that I wanted to do with this quilt and the reason that I liked Quilt As You Go is that I wanted to put one of the fabrics in the in the block as the backing fabric so that even if I'd cut down a fabric that I really, really liked, I would still have a large chunk of the fabric to look at in terms of if I'm a fabric collector, which I'm not saying that I'm not a fabric collector, this would be a way of collecting a whole bunch of fabrics that I had bought because I liked the theme. Everything in this quilt is fashion related in some way and it's actually been quite hard to then cut them down which was what I was talking about last time. I was trying not to cut through images and I was also pairing things that I liked but sometimes you have to pair a less pretty fabric with a pretty fabric to make the pretty fabric sing and that's not always an easy thing for me to do but when you try and put all your pretty fabrics together it just doesn't work. Anyway so that's why I'm quilting as I go and I've got quite a few now of finished blocks to quilt. I had the eight that I already had and since I've spoken to you last about this I've now finished seven more. That gives me 15 finished blocks. The really interesting thing that I found with this project is I had always thought that the fun bit about a project like this is deciding the fabrics that go into a block and cutting the blocks out. Like I always thought the picking of the fabrics and making a block work is the fun bit. When I first was doing this project, I think I sat down and cut out a few and then was like, okay, well, then I'll sew these and then the incentive will be to come back and cut out more. And I never really got back to that and I couldn't really work out why. Cutting is something that you kind of have to have brain space for, I think. It's not a particularly hard task, but I feel like I always need to be in that zone and it's not really something that I can pick up and put down oh I'll just cut this piece and come back I'm not very good at even cutting borders in bits and pieces or sashing and just going I just need one more piece I'll just go cut that and come back I kind of like to do the whole lot in one go really I only did maybe 15 blocks and then just let it slide and I think that was because I couldn't be bothered finding all the pieces and pulling it all out and going through it and picking picking blocks and then picking the colors even though I think that that's the fun bit when I was picking up this project to begin, I still wasn't feeling particularly well. I felt like I had a little bit more energy than being able to just unpick seams, but I didn't really have the energy or enthusiasm to actually sew. And so I ended up finding that sitting and watching TV and just working through deciding colors and cutting all the pieces to a whole bunch of blocks was something that I could just get in the mood for and just get in the rhythm of and just keep doing it. I've printed out 
about 50 of the templates for The Farmer's Wife. I do find the way that this book is presented is a bit fiddly in that you only get one shape per PDF. Each PDF is an A4 size sheet of paper. It's not environmentally friendly and it feels quite wasteful to be printing them out one page per template. But because I screwed this up the first time trying to be frugal, I just have had to let that go. And what I've done is I filed them. And I guess if anybody else ever comes along and says, oh, I really want to make a farmer's wife, I can be like, here is all the templates. You just have to make them up. So I'm about halfway through because you have to open up a file, print it, and then open up a new file and print it. It's quite fiddly. So I've kind of just been sitting and doing them in tens, chunks of ten, and then picking patterns that only have the first 50 shapes in them. <laughs> That's kind of been how I've been working through the book. And uh, every time I could find one that I had all the templates for, I picked colours and cut them. And while my husband was away, I repurposed the dining table as if it were a craft table in my own craft studio. And I've just got a whole bunch of projects in progress spread out so that I can just easily pick up things that are pinned if I'm sewing and quickly sew things and bring them back and so on. And so I've actually just got piles of a whole bunch of these farmer's wife blocks all cut out. Then I realized early on that I had to label them because there was no way to tell which block was which. And so I've just ripped up a little piece of paper and put the name of the block in between the pieces that I've cut. And I have a, f a fair few. I probably have maybe 15, maybe 20 more pre-cut out. And there is something really great about going, I'm just going to grab that and sew and just grabbing a whole block and being able to just go with it. So I'm thinking what I'll have to do is not let it slide with the cutting out of all the blocks and sort of waiting till I've sewn up what I've got. I think I'm just going to have to push through and do all the cutting for this so that at any point later in time, I don't have to be in the right frame of mind and be deciding what fabrics to pick and so on. I can just grab something and sew it or take it with me because they're such tiny blocks. They're a six inch block. They're easy to put in your pocket and sit and sew somewhere while you're waiting for someone or something, which makes it a nice project. And that's what I like about the quilt as you go. Once I've got them all basted, it's quite a small block to then grab with you and just sit. You can quilt up the whole block you know, while you're watching a soccer game or while you're waiting in a waiting room or something, it seems like a really good way of doing something really efficiently. The other problem with the cutting, which I think is what put me off in the first place, was because I want to make sure that I have eight inches of backing, what's probably eight and a half inches of the backing, I'm not sure which fabrics I can use to cut for the next farmer's wife block. So what I think will help with that is picking all the backings for what I've already done and then that will mean that it's fair game to just use up all the fabrics that are in the box. I have quite a big box of fabrics to choose from. I'm not sure that they all necessarily go with each other which I think you can get away with in a sampler. I've got the sashing slash border to kind of pull it all together but I've got a lot of things like red and black and then pale blues and pinks which you know not necessarily color palette that you would choose that's why I don't want to decide how I'm placing everything because I might be able to do a rainbow layout or something to make it work in the end and I need to kind of see them all laid out to balance that out. You've been listening to the Champagne and Socks podcast, a twice-weekly podcast of all things craft, dropping Tuesdays and Thursdays. You can now subscribe via iTunes, leave a review if you like, 
Join the craft circle and tell us what you're working on this week. Email me at champagneandsocks at gmail.com or find me on Twitter as Champagne Socks. I'm over on Ravelry as Girlie Jones. Also find the Ravelry group, Champagne and Socks. Finally, photos and links for this episode can be found in the show notes at champagneandsocks.com. Speak to you later.